Welcome everyone, you're listening to another episode of the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. I'm Chris, and I'm here with everyone today. Uh, we've got Denise. Hi. And Dawn. Hello. And Pat is here. Hey. And uh, we're here to talk about natural disasters is what, is what I see on the table right now. You see yes. a natural disaster? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you better not be looking at me, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> cool. Kind of what you said. No, it's cool. So what uh, what are we talking about, natural disasters? Well, you know, it seems like we're talking about all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. FEMA. So I know what we're not going to talk about is like man-made fires that become like huge disasters, even though fire is natural. That's I, not a natural disaster. Right. So, yeah. We'll leave that. We'll table that one for a different So I podcast. guess that begs the question, is climate change human-made or oh. natural disaster? I think the effects it's, of climate change. Mm. I think it's 90% mm. natural. I don't know. I just threw a number out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I like, think. Just like any statistic. Uh, right. <laughs> you just made it up. <laughs> I, I think we probably contribute to it. Maybe speed it up a little bit. But I th- it happens without it us. It's, it know, does. So. It's true. Climate change happens. Thus, the ice age. Right. Why we no longer have dinosaurs. Yeah, I guess. And woolly mammoths and tigers. uh, Yeah, I guess space space junk qualifies as, not like our space junk, but like (laughs) meteors. Oh, natural space junk. Yeah, (laughs) meteors, you know, and uh, things like that. Those are natural disasters, Uh right? Yeah. Yeah, they're always talking about like this or that or the other asteroid that's going to hit us like next year or five right. years from now or, or five years ago. And then you go and look at like how close it is, and they're like, it's it's so close. It's like thirty nine that million miles from <laughs> right. the Earth. It almost hit us. And I guess in the grand scheme of things, that's pretty close. That is but pretty darn close. It seems pretty far. But away. it seems pretty far. They're like, if the sun pushes it just right, like the heat from the sun, then it might get really close and hit us mm-hmm. so here's what i want to know chris you said that you had some movies that you wanted to talk about so i know that there are several movies where like asteroids or meteors whatever they are when they actually hit have hit the earth and then the water causes tsunamis and you know do you think that it would really go down that way not the actual disaster part of it but the government part and and like the the human nature part of it. Everybody panicking. Uh, well, kind of the panicking. How long do you think they would wait before they told the public? You know, all that, that kind of so stuff. Hard. Like if there really was something that was going to hit us and, and cause everything to yeah. to be a complete disaster, would they really let us know about it? Yeah, is I that what know. you mean? Kind of, kind of like the whole aliens thing. Like yeah, if they're really exactly if they really knew about it, would they really share all that information? Yeah. So 
I read the other day that if Bernie Sanders gets elected president, mm -hmm. he has promised to reveal any proof of the existence of aliens that he finds out as president to everybody. Well, that's a platform right there. There you go. I mean, that is that going to do it for him? I don't know. I, I, I'll believe it when I, I see it. I just thought that was so Bernie, funny. Bernie like, Sanders being president or aliens? <laughs> Either one. Either one. Huh? Right. I just thought, why would that even come up? You know? That's just <coughs> such an... I think he was, I mean it came up in the midst of a conversation. Right, he was doing an interview all kinds of things, but on something. I don't seems, remember what it, it was. It just seems so funny. And they asked him. Yeah. And so whatever. That's, that's what he said. <sighs> okay, so first of all, I would love for him to become president just so just we could find to do out. That. Well, we did. Remember well, when we we did the thing of, you know, sorry. about Jimmy Carter who who saw something but then he doesn't really believe in aliens, but he well, saw something. Right. And then I, think, what, I think what Bernie just did here was that if he does get elected as president, they're just not going to tell him anything ever. Well, that's <laughs> probably true. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. Probably probably like, well, we can't tell the president can't because tell him cause he'll tell everybody. <laughs> because that's apparently right. he's just going to go tell some radio show host. Hmm. And so, because or. I have a feeling, you know, that's the whole Obama thing when they were on, what was it? We talked about this before on that uh, late night talk show. Yeah, when he was like, that he couldn't talk about it. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I guess that could be a boon for, for the, you know, if they did want to keep the secrets and he got elected. Uh -huh. And then once he gets elected, they're like, yeah, we know you said that, but you can't really do that. But you, what you can do is tell them that you didn't find anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, and then everybody Ooh. would just be like, oh. Well, there's nothing. Yeah, because he said he was going to tell us, and he, he told us. And okay, so let me just say, Integrity. if he gets elected and he says, I found nothing, nobody's going to believe him. No, one's They're going to say, okay, no they got to it. you, you're lying. Yeah. yeah. You know? No matter what. Exactly. So that's your integrity, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, and then man. if he does say, y'all, I totally saw an alien, they're <laughs> okay, going to be I'm, like, okay, I'm just going to jump in here all and along. Say, <laughs> Bernie Sanders saying, y'all, I would pay to hear that. Right there. Bernie Sanders. Y'all. <laughs> Y'all. I okay. totally saw an alien. <laughs> I don't care what he says after that, but just to hear him say y'all. I would pay money for that. That would be And funny. never just say that he's a crazy old man and <laughs> that's that. Like there's no proof. There's no winning for Bernie Sanders no, I, here I, I, in this I, situation. I don't think there is really. Mm -mm. I, mm -mm. I don't think we can believe him either way. <laughs> Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> Dang it. I want to know. <laughs> okay. That's not really a natural disaster, but okay. <laughs> but not, I don't think the yet. government would tell us. Like if it was like, this is a for sure thing that's going to happen and it's coming. I think they would just be like, let's not tell people because people but, are crazy and they're going to do crazy things. And the last so few days are just going to be nuts. How? So let's just let them live their lives. And Okay. I think that there are people outside the government who are going to know about stuff before the government does. Mm -hmm. And they're going to tell. You think so? Yeah. Social media? Holy cow. Have it's you not ever seen a natural over. disaster movie? It's that one <laughs> scientist <laughs> who figured it out, goes to the government, they're like, You're crazy. Eh, nah. everybody. So then he's got to go uh, and like tell people and try to save everybody. That's, the, that's, the, <laughs> that's, right. that's the formula of all disaster movies. 
Okay, so let me ask you, what do you do when you hear uh, the fact that the world is going to be, I mean, it's just going to change. It's not going to be the same thing. You may be swallowed by a giant tsunami. You may be crushed by a meteor. Meteorite. Okay, I don't know which one it is. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Meteors are bigger. No, it depends on which, if they enter the Earth's atmosphere, it changes the name. What? I thought meteors were big and meteorites were little. No. Oh, man. Which makes sense because of the ite, right? Right. No. (laughs) The rules of our language are many and confusing. (laughs) Okay. I guess I'm just wondering, do you just live your life? Do you just go about, do you say, oh, the heck with work? Or do you say, oh, I don't believe them? Or do you say, oh, I'm going to try to go see my family that lives far away? Or do you just hunker down? Because you might live through it. Is is this the same kind of response as you'd have if you got a fatal diagnosis? I mean, would you you respond in the same way? Because it's it's not just you. I don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. I think I would make sure everybody I know knows. And mm-hmm. if there is anything you can do to prepare and to maybe survive it, see what we can do. But I don't know. I don't think I would just live my life. I no? think I would I would try to figure out what I could do to survive it. That's what I say sitting here in an air-conditioned building with no <laughs> pending disaster. Is it? Is it air-conditioned? It doesn't, doesn't feel... It has been. doesn't feel air-conditioned. Well, it does not feel air-conditioned. Not in here. I am but, feeling very hot. But you know, I'm okay. I'm all right. I just that is a natural disaster in Texas. <laughs> the heat, yeah. <laughs> the AC not working. <laughs> well, I know that they have... You know, you watch these programs, they have those plans about what they will do if there's a big planet killer asteroid that's approaching and all the options, like, you know, they talk about sending rockets out that would attach and then, like, push it off course or whatever so it wouldn't hit us. Mm -hmm. And then they talk about, like, blowing it up, and they're usually like, that's a bad idea because then you just have a bunch of little ones instead of a big one. Oh, but they burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah, I guess if you blow them up small enough, then they would just burn up. Poor Bruce Willis. He tries to save us by blowing up that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, are we now talking about an Armageddon situation? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, Chris. <laughs> that was so silly. No. 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 I don't know. I mean, I just you just reminded me of that silly movie. Yeah. <laughs> what you saw, which means you did see a long time ago, a natural disaster like movie when it, when it first came out. Bam. Uh, I haven't. I'm not saying I haven't seen any, but my general my general thought when I see a uh, trailer or preview for one, I'm like, that's a movie I'm not going to see. <laughs> so, like, what are we talking about that that you would see a trailer and you wouldn't go? Like, uh, for instance, uh, what's one of the most recent ones? I don't even know. Geostorm. I saw them. Which yeah. I guess is a. I, it's kind of a natural disaster movie. That's where they've like they're like do geoengineering on the planet and it kind of all goes haywire and so oh uh, and wasn't there one called like we all know how well g- terraforming works right mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't there one called like mega system or something like that about a giant storm that was gonna just 
be awful. I don't know. I, I don't remember. I just know it was something like that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not watching that. Um, was it 2012 when that movie yeah. came out? That You know, I saw parts of that movie that, and it wasn't. That, I don't know if I'd call that. But, hmm. I guess that could be a natural disaster. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think the way they did it, it was. It was like the it was like the poles of the earth were reversing. Yeah. Which really is something that's happening, but it's not something that this like happens overnight. Right. It's not like it gets we get to this point and then it goes whoop and it flips. <laughs> yeah. It just, <laughs> it's something that happens. <laughs> right. that freak you out? I mean, what would our whole bodies do with that whole magnetic switch thing? Anyways, but sorry. it's gradual, so you know it's not going to be like oh. It's gradual, insidious. That's what you mean. Insidious? Yeah. I, I guess. I mean, ice ages are gradual as well, so. There you go. Okay, so back to our meteors and meteorites. Okay. A meteoroid is a much smaller. Okay, let me go back. Asteroid is a large rocky body in space in orbit around the sun. Okay, that's an asteroid. Okay. A meteoroid is a much smaller rocks or particles in orbit around the sun. A meteor is if a meteoroid enters the Earth's atmosphere and vaporizes, it becomes a meteor, which is often called a shooting star. Okay. But it didn't say anything about a meteorite, did it? Mm-mm. Dang. Man, no, gotta go to physics.org. Oh no. Right? <laughs> well, at least it's not a dot com, I guess. That's true. <laughs> a meteorite. If a small asteroid or large meteorite survives its fiery passage through the Earth's atmosphere and lands on Earth's surface, it is then called a meteorite. So if it lands, anything that has landed and touched the Earth is a meteorite. Oh, okay. I remember watching Bill Nye one time, and he he did this one thing where he talked about how you could go in your backyard and find micrometeorites. Oh, they're called rocks, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and then I was like all excited, and then I was like, "How, how do you know? How would I even know?" <laughs> yeah, because they're just. I, I think so. He didn't tell you your that. question, right? <laughs> they're just they're rocks. rocks. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Poor Bill Nye. He didn't give you any information on how to figure that out. Could have been edited out for all we know. <laughs> A test, like bite it with your tooth or scratch it on glass. Test it for radioactivity with a Geiger counter or something. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Sleep with it and see if your hair falls out. That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> Okay, so I have a real natural disaster to, to talk about. Okay. Okay. It, it was not very disastrous, but earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There have been a lot of earthquakes lately. Mm-hmm. In California. I don't, rem- I don't know a whole lot about those, but there was one in Montana. Oh. Ten days ago. Now, do earthquakes happen often in Montana, or is this like a weird... This is not something that happens all the time. And Montana borders Yellowstone. Oh. Oh. Right? Now, here's a question. Mm -hmm. Are these natural 
naturally occurring earthquakes or are the result of something like fracking? Mm-hmm. No, it is because not fracking. Because around here, yes. right. when we have those earthquakes, those little tremors, a yeah. lot of those are related to something that human beings are doing. Mm-hmm. No, it's, this is mm. not. So they said seven miles below the Earth's surface, there wow. is a plate that's moving and adjusting. Hmm. And so the earthquake in Manhattan... Montana. Yes, Manhattan, Montana. <laughs> I was like, I thought we were talking about Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we in Manhattan now? Right. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Spent summer there. It was <laughs> nice little town. Um, so, yeah, they had an earthquake there. It was like a four something. Mm-hmm. And um, then they've been having aftershocks. Oh. Like a two, something like that. And so they, right now they don't know if it's part of a larger, um, you know, something bigger that's going to mm-hmm. happen or if it's over. Mm-hmm. But it happened just a few days prior to 60 years, uh, the 60-year anniversary of a major earthquake happening. In Montana? In Montana. Oh. Yeah. And it, it killed 30 people. and Wow. Yeah. So, hmm. Maybe the earth is on a cycle. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> so tech, it does do these plates shift every 60 years? Plates, <laughs> right. They're always, always shifting, right? There's always yeah. something going on beneath our feet. And I always thought earthquakes were really scary. Like, mm-hmm. just the idea of it. Um, it seems like the really big issue comes because a lot of a lot of ma- there's a lot of major cities in the world that are built where there are earthquakes, and that's when mm-hmm. it gets really bad. Like an earthquake in a in a you know in the wilderness doesn't affect somebody so much as right. So, mm-hmm. so I've heard several different things, and I I don't have anything to back me up right now. But uh, watching a documentary years ago that mm-hmm. said that uh, earthquakes in California are not as big a deal as an earthquake that would happen in the Midwest because they're not prepared for them in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. okay. and yeah, their buildings are not fortified mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. kind of stru- structure. But there is some kind of fault line that goes through mm-hmm. that area and that it's like overdue for mm-hmm. shifting mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I, was just, I was just remembering, I think that, I don't know. Do we have a fault line that runs right through the middle of Texas? I think maybe we do. I don't know. Because if you look at the fault lines, like the Appalachian Mountains mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. probably be one. Mm-hmm. And you look at the Montana area, you've got the um, Continental Divide. Um, right. And then Yellowstone, because they talk about that whole area. And then you have... Volcano areas like uh, Mount St. Helens. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does Texas have? Flat. Flat. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing about Texas, though, is Texas has a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was thinking about natural disasters in Texas this morning, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. okay, we've got hurricanes, we've got tornadoes, we've got earthquakes. When we, you know, we've mm-hmm. got... Um, straight line wind gusts. We've, you know, we we got it because we have all these different kinds of geography. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Just, well, and I guess just river flooding. Mm-hmm. Amarillo would be considered on the south end of the Continental Divide. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess that when you think about that, there are mountainous regions in Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, now that like modern skyscrapers and and things like that are they built to have like wobble, like in places mm-hmm. like that, especially mm-hmm. where there's earthquakes, they're built so that that instead of being really stiff, like they're designed to give a little bit so that they mm-hmm. they swing, they wobble. When yes. There's an earthquake. So there was something I was watching about. Was it San Francisco or one of those towns that? Um, after they rebuilt, after one of the earthquakes, mm-hmm. they have them sitting on these beams that are like spring, accordion spring kind or of, yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and they'll shift. Oh. It's really kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, the location of where these happened was not like. I mean, they're dangerous because mm-hmm. you know you never know how structurally sound the building might be that you're in but as far as being a huge population or tall buildings there's not as much of that in that area mm-hmm. so but it depending on the time of year it could cause avalanches uh, yeah. um, rock slides mm-hmm. you know those kinds of things too hmm. okay well i'm finding maps from the U.S. Geologic, Geologic Survey, mm-hmm. and it's talking about um, areas, seismic zones in the U.S., and the worst, of course, is the whole western coast, <laughs> all the way yeah. up and down, and then inland a little bit, still uh, California, Nevada, and then right at, right along the border, starting with Montana, Idaho, and then turning south to um, Wyoming, Idaho, and then again, just a little into Nevada. And then there's a big, there's a big oval kind of at the, at the um, four corn, well, it's not exactly four corners, but sort of where the four states meet. Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Arkansas, and then over in South Carolina, just toward the coast in South Carolina, there's an area. And then, of course, all along the southern coast of Alaska and mm-hmm. the Big Island in Hawaii. Yeah. So, I don't know. We're in a... We're in a slight hazard zone just right here in North Texas, but most of Texas is in the zero to four percent hazard zone. So what is Montana? Montana is, um, for the most part, it's the like 40 to 50 percent Oh, area, wow. mm-hmm. and then there's that little stretch along the western border that that has some really high percentages of hazard. So, have y'all ever felt an earthquake? 
I have one time I was in Alaska. I was in Anchorage, mm-hmm. and there was a there's a little tremor, and I mean I I barely felt anything, but it, but then I saw the results of it because for one thing my sister had a um, a clock that ran on like ball bearings and it mm-hmm. had to balance, and every time they had an earthquake it would knock it out of whack and the clock would stop. (laughs) So you always knew when you'd had an earthquake because that one clock had stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think that I've ever felt. Yeah, I don't think so either. My parents said that they had, um, when they still lived out or here in Decatur, um, that one night they were, they were sitting there and the, there's the TV cabinet and the door was open and they said the door just started swinging. Hmm. Wow, and they, it like was really weird, and then they they found out the next day that there had been an earthquake, like somewhere way out, and that whatever the just the little bit of of tremors that got out this far caused it to hmm. to do that. That's interesting. Or it was just a ghost. I was going to say, right, are you sure it wasn't a ghost? Because it sounds like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, the earthquake probably agitated the ghost. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah. So I felt one when I was in first grade. Uh, you know, a lot of things happened for me when I was in first grade. We huh. had the eclipse. It was an eventful year. Huh? <laughs> it was. Had the earthquake. Well, when I was in third grade, it was the Mount St. Helens blue. Wow. So, okay. So back to the earthquake. So I had just gotten to school. And I, for some reason, I was early that day. <laughs> and my teacher had left the room. And I was in there uh, over by the cabinet, I don't know, putting my stuff away or something, and everything started moving. I mean, Mm. like, everything started moving. They had pendulum lights that were just swinging back and forth. And I knew enough at that point. I mean, we learned about earthquakes and, you know, you get under certain things. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just like we learn about tornadoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But I think I kind of learned about that kind of stuff, too, about... I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, so I'm like, what do I do? Do I get in the door frame? Do I get under my desk? You know, what do I do? Um, and then it stopped. But it lasted probably 20, 30 seconds. Hmm. Oh. That was a big time frame for a little girl. Yeah. Seven. In a room by yourself. Right. With everything moving? Yeah. <gasps> yes. Then I thought, nobody's going to believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I made this up. Anyway. Hmm. And that was the earthquake. That happened in California that messed oh. up the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, Remember that one? Yeah. 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 That's the one we felt in Montana. Hmm. Wow. And it was that strong. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So what do we do? In the event of an earthquake? Yeah. Right here? Sure. Doubtful we'll ever feel one that strong. Don't stand next <laughs> to we'll- the bookshelves. Right. Don't, oh. Don't stand right. next to the stacks. <laughs> so is it best just to go outside? Is it? That depends on what's outside around you. Because the building could fall. The right. building could fall, or trees could fall, mm-hmm. or... Those street lamps that are yeah. <laughs> right by our cars. Yes. <laughs> so, appar- this is, uh, we don't know why, but apparently, over the weekend, one of the giant stadium light poles just mm-hmm. cracked and broke. <gasps> oh, my goodness. At our, um, I guess, is that the high school? No, it was at the park down here at the near the softball part hmm. the softball huh. fields 
and um did the heat get to it i don't know they don't really know um it fell away from the softball field so it didn't hurt anybody you know didn't fall on anybody it happened while people were out there yeah apparently um and they called in an electrician to go ahead and cap off the electricity yeah but now you know of course they've they've claimed it on insurance and they've got insurance adjusters out checking on things but now they don't know how secure all the rest of those are you know they're having mm-hmm. to yeah to check on that so maybe it was kind an, of earthquake. an interesting thing but yeah they don't know what <laughs> my, my money's on ghost heat heat <laughs> you know very well it got be, so we hot that it just started to buckled yeah yeah <laughs> It says creosote poles, so you don't get like termites or anything like right. that. You can't get that kind of. So maybe it is the heat, because it's been hot. That's for sure. A mm-hmm. wooden pole. Yeah. Not a metal one. No, not a metal one. Wooden. Oh, because I was thinking metal this whole time. You're thinking metal. Yeah. And then when you. I'm said- thinking heat, and it could just cause all that wood to get a little more brittle, and then with the repeated heat. I would I think uh, maybe the ground because we did have some rain the other day and it got a little soft. No, I don't but know. it didn't. It it broke, it broke above the ground. It broke. Yeah, at least that's what they described. So I don't know. We didn't go see it. We're no. just very. We're just speculating wildly like right now. Third hand <laughs> news here. Yeah. So just be careful. Right. Something could fall on you at any moment. <laughs> it time. could have been a natural disaster, but like we don't know. Like space junk. <laughs> yeah, space junk. Hey. You know. What? Well, did you know there's a website called ready.gov? Ready.gov? Is that going to make us ready for anything? Well, it's from FEMA, and it's about how to be ready for various things including natural disasters like what to do in case of an avalanche what to do in case of an earthquake a lot of these are not natural disasters but oh look at that plan ahead for disasters and the first one is extreme heat (laughs) here you go (laughs) what to do in case of a tsunami if we have a tsunami here it's probably too late yeah yeah and I would hope we would have had some warning. <laughs> That's one of those things I, I, would, I would hope would be gradual. Like, gradu- gradual tsunami. Gradu- just, just, <laughs> one year was over here and it just got closer and closer. Well, gradually closer. The, the conditions would accumulate for us to have a tsunami here. Yes. And if that was happening, then it would probably be high time and high tide. Yes. To, to, to move somewhere else. High time and high tide wait for no one. So do you all know what our elevation is here? Uh, I know about what it is. I'm Isn't it like mm-hmm. somewhere around 1,000, 1,200 feet or something like that? I was thinking about 900. 900. So, yeah, that's right in that range. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's what I would say, too. I don't really know. So, thinking about a tsunami getting 900 feet. But. And how travel inland. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's got to come all that way, too. That's a lot of water, yes. let me just say. Okay, I'm just going to say this website is great because it includes what to do in case of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to mention that. Are, are Do plagues and pandemics count as natural disasters? You know, that's a really interesting question because obviously if we're spreading human diseases, we're doing that human to human, mm-hmm. but where did it start? You mm-hmm. know, somebody just got sick. Or it was the Umbrella Corporation. Which one? Sorry. <laughs> No, it's the entire military-industrial complex that causes that, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Are we turning this into a conspiracy theory? No, I was... Anything can be turned into a conspiracy theory. I was just making a reference that only only one other person in the room got. Sorry. That's okay. okay. I I knew what was going to happen when I said it. Somebody else out there. So, yes. Someone else totally figured it out. Podcast yes. Easter egg. <laughs> there we are. Yep, there you go. Hmm. Ready.gov. Okay, I'm going. You know, I think that... Um, yeah? Denise should put this on her list. My list of... Programming. <laughs> oh, natural disasters. What to do. Getting your kit ready. Oh. Hmm. Ready.gov. Let's see. Bioterrorism. Attacks in public places. Like what kind of attacks? Mass attacks. Oh. Assailants using weapons. Intend to harm multiple victims. Active shooters, intentional vehicular assault, improvised explosive devices, and other kinds of weapons. Those are all not natural disasters. They are not. So, thinking about this, though, let's say that there was a hurricane in Houston, like... That's never happened before. Mm -hmm. Um, And, or some other place in the United States. And it affects us. Mm -hmm. Because it does. Because, yeah. What do you mean? That that time a couple years ago when they had that hurricane and and everybody flipped out because they thought that we weren't going to have access to gasoline for... Oh, people yeah, are always about worried about two that. Years yeah. Ago now. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, but also they were taking water, bottled water that mm-hmm. was supposed to be shipped to our stores. Walmart shipped them down there because they needed them. So we were short on different things because trying to to help mm-hmm. those areas. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the gas it could knock out power. Um, well, that happens. Yeah. Sometimes the power will go out in California, mm-hmm. and it affects Montana. Oh, they're they're connected somehow. It, it is. I know, Chris. Mm-hmm. You got that look. That's it right. does. <laughs> Every apparently everything that affects California affects Montana. It sounds like that's what you're telling us. You know, it does, and it's because all of those actors and actresses moved to Montana. They just brought all that disaster with them. <laughs> they just bring bring a little California with them. Every they time. do. They're nasty driving, and, and they're <laughs> all that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, don't get me started. So that that reminds me of you know, anytime we've got the extreme heat here, we mm-hmm. we hear from ERCOT, the 
Electrical Reliability Council of Texas. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, hear them saying, okay, we're we're prepared as best we can be, but when you come home from work, try not to crank your air conditioner down a lot, just as much as you need to. And you know, try not to use your oven and try to, you know, those things just so that we don't experience a brownout or a overload the grid. Overload. Or yeah. Yeah. And so that happened in New York this year. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Um, and I don't know what the cause was. Do you guys? I never paid that much attention mm-hmm. to it other than it happened. Um, when did that happen? Do you remember? I know it was during JLo's concert. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. It was before I went to D.C. for uh, the conference. So it was early June? Uh, Maybe May, June. Okay, so it was before we started having this extreme heat across the country. Yes. It was not that. No. Hmm. It was the concert. Maybe. She needed (laughs) a lot of lights. It just pulled all (laughs) the power off the grid. So anyway, that happened... It was either a playoff game or the Super Bowl. It was a playoff game, I guess. Football game, an NFL game last mm-hmm. last January, February, something. But they had to stop it right in the middle because the power went out in this major city just out of nowhere. Hmm. Well, see, and that's that's the thing. You're not going to be pre- – I say you're not going to be prepared for that. Hopefully, if you're listening, you're preparing. <laughs> but when it's not expected that those right. things would happen. Right. Because – just expect that our power is going to be on. Right. Yeah. So thinking about those things, that's when they become a disaster because we're not prepared for mm-hmm. whatever reason because mm-hmm. it's 100 degrees outside mm-hmm. and, and we don't know what to do. Or, well, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking of a, another way that, that hurricanes on our coast affect us – and back in Katrina, one of the ways it affected us was people moved here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a report yesterday or the day before about um, in New Orleans, all the private schools and all that. After Katrina, they came back to school and none of the kids were there because wow. they had all moved away. And like this one school had one kindergartner come back to school oh, wow. when they wow. when they started school that fall. And, you know, because people moved and, and we still have people in North Texas, you know, in, in the Metroplex in our area who moved here after Katrina and just decided to stay because they didn't want to go back and face any of that or mm-hmm. have to deal with that again or whatever. Mm-hmm. That so. and the animals. Yeah. The displaced animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Chris, you get this look on your face like you are mocking us. You're laughing. Or you want to really bad. So, please tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you were talking about the heat and, and like things that people don't don't expect. Like you don't see it coming when there's and it's 100 degrees outside and the, yeah. the power grid overloads and nobody's prepared for that because nobody's thinking about it. Nobody right. expects it. Uh-huh, and then I the think. first thing I thought was nobody, nobody expects, expects a Spanish, Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> but that's not a natural disaster no. either. That was very much man-made. <laughs> disaster is not natural. Yeah. The disaster might be that there's no internet. <laughs> and all the kids are going to be going, what? It's not just going to be kids. We know that. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Read a book, y'all. 
Have you ever been in a store when the power went out? In a store? I, so. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I used to work at Shepler's. The power went out one time. Hmm. Were there people like taking bread and running? No, <laughs> but it's like trying to figure out how do you give change back? Uh, uh, the cash register won't work. Or, you know, I mean, just silly little things that you would think, okay, we can get over this, right? You should know but, how to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in the library when the power was out. Can't take any credit cards. We've had that happen before. <laughs> yeah. That's why we got brand new flashlights for when things like that happen. There you You're go. prepared. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> See? Or, well, okay, so another example of unusual activity with the polar vortex that happened last winter oh yeah and how like because some of those places were used to it being cold and maybe not that cold for that long and then some places it reached weren't used to it ever getting that cold right mm-hmm. yeah i didn't hear an example or did you have one i don't didn't it get pretty low here last year yeah, was no. it last year? Was it I mean, before? I think it, no, it didn't get unusually Not like, cold. But unusually cold for Texas. It did get colder than usual, but, well, no. I don't Not like disaster did. cold. I'm trying to remember there, the last no. time it was unusually cold for Texas. Really? Sometimes, really? Right. Sometimes it gets cold here, but we did, we have not had any precipitation the last couple of years to make it like right. a storm, yeah, like a storm. we're going right. to stay home. But right. I do know that it did get down to below freezing. And there may have been one or two times like 19 degrees, you know, hard freeze kind of stuff. But I'm thinking back but, to like those extremes of weather, like the summer of 1980, when we had day after day after day of over 110. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, everything was brown. Nothing would grow. You couldn't water enough because, of course, the lake levels were down, so you had to be careful in water use. That was the first summer I ever visited Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So I went from here, mid-August, brown and dry and brittle, to this lush green 65 degree temperature it was amazing mm-hmm. but anyway that's yeah i always like to go north in that. august hmm? that's why i always like to go north in august yeah. no <laughs> kidding but then the winter of at the end of of 1989 christmas and around there it was in the down in the single digits my family and i for for various reasons decided to go to the cowboys game yes on christmas eve I mean, that, this was in the old Texas stadium with the hole in the roof, mm-hmm. and you sat on concrete blocks, unless you were down, you know, down in the really expensive seats. But we were up in the balcony, and we were, balcony? They don't call it that in a football yeah. stadium. Up in the upper deck. Sitting just on concrete. Mm-hmm. And all of the toilets had frozen, so we had porta potties they had brought in because it was nine degrees. It had been nine degrees overnight. It was twelve when we were there watching that football game. So I was here that year. Were you? Because I graduated in ninety, and my family came down because my sister was living here, and so for Christmas it had to have been eighty nine uh-huh. that we came down here. Oh my gosh! So we left our house and we got to Billings, and we decided to stay the night. And we woke up the next morning, it was 70 below. And so the car wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. And so we had to, my mom had family down there. And so they brought a um, a light bulb 
which was just enough to heat the engine to get it to start. Oh, my gosh. Because up there, we plug in our cars. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all knew that. Mm-hmm. To heat them, they have little heaters in them. I did not yep. know that. No, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, if you ever see a car with a, a plug coming out the front, that's what they do. They have to put it's it It's not an cars. electric car. It's no. just to heat a car warmer. <laughs> yes. So, um, so there were like diesel trucks sitting all the way down because the diesel just would gum up and they yeah. couldn't go anywhere. Oh, my gosh. Um, the whole way down here, it was horrible. Wow. So, yeah, that's oh, interesting. Bet. I was here. Wow. Well, you know, talking about having to, to warm up your car, my daughter went to school, to college in, in Wausau, Wisconsin. Not mm-hmm. Wausau, La Crosse, La Crosse, Wisconsin, right on the Minnesota border on the, the Mississippi River. And she had a car up there, but she lived real, when she lived off campus, she lived real close. So she usually walked to school, but then she would, she got up one morning. It was 28 below. Mm-hmm. She said, Mom, what do, she called me, like, and said, Mom, what do I do? I I can't go outside and walk outside because whatever's showing will freeze. Mm-hmm. Do I have to go to school? I said, I don't know. What what does everybody else do? Well, it turned out a like, person no, I was you working do not have with, to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much if you can't get there safely, then I'm gonna bet yeah. that either they're not gonna have school or most of your professors won't be able to get there or whatever. Well, it turns out a person I was working with, um, had talked to her dad who lived in Lacrosse, mm-hmm. and his car that had been plugged in wouldn't start that morning. Mm-hmm. So they canceled school that day. It's, yeah, it's the upshot of that story. But but still, for Carrie, and and of course she was living in a in a house, you know, where she and her roommates had the top floor and all that, and so they had no indoor parking. They had no covered parking. They were just parked out there. Yeah. So I think she probably ended up not using her car for two months or something mm-hmm. wow. just because it wouldn't start, it wouldn't go anywhere. But yeah. Yeah, at a just, certain point, life goes on because that's right. just the way it is. Right. Yeah. And you just have to deal with it. So that's yeah. what she ended up doing was walking to school. I mean, wow. it was just, you know, just a few blocks over, but. Uphill. Bundle In the up. snow. Both See ways. both ways. Yep, right. that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> because by the time you come out, the drifts have drifted the other way. <laughs> right. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So the polar vortex. It was in. Uh, I don't know, Michigan was one of the states that was affected. Yeah. And they said that it was. It was because of climate change. Like it disrupted the polar jet streams and so all the cold air that was supposed to be you know arctic or whatever just got redirected down to down to the mm. upper you know the upper states in canada and they had like wind like wind chill factors of 60 degrees below and wow but you're, you know they talked about people being frozen in their cars for days because mm-hmm. the, the car stopped and it wasn't safe to get out so they had to and that's why you carry those, you know, emergency blankets and, you know, all that kind of thing. The we always had a blanket in our car. Yeah. What was it? It was so cold that they couldn't deliver beer? Yep. That's right. It was so cold that they couldn't deliver beer. Because the beer froze? 
Yeah, froze. <laughs> because the beer froze and the trucks froze. And the trucks and oh, froze. that too. Yeah. Everything froze. <laughs> More importantly, though, the More beer. <laughs> the beer froze. <laughs> the beer froze. <laughs> That's hmm. a travesty. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> so you have to be prepared for everything. You have to be prepared for everything. <laughs> have you seen those... Um, the, I don't remember which company comes out, but they basically like drill a hole in your in your yard, mm-hmm. and then it's got like a thing for beer. Oh yeah, that's right. You put it in there. It's like a little like yeah. Yeah, like a little emergency. A beer bunker. Beer. <laughs> it is. Is it like so? Then whenever you just like. Pull it up is there. it like Star Trek like where you twist it and it goes comes up and it's like air this this and like you foggy like kind of yeah like that <laughs> that would be awesome that is really and kind of like the straws where they kind of flop out like that so you can just grab one and come back in <laughs> oh oh you, you mean the little things that you pull the straws out okay yeah yeah okay i thought you That's meant that that would be like a part of I was thinking of more of like the cryogenic tubes in Jurassic yes. Park where they they, yes. they pull it out and then mm. there's all the little embryos all the way around. Except it would just be beer, beer. Mm. <laughs> all the way around. That would be pretty sweet. So I'm going to keep talking about ready.gov because this is such a cool website. There is a place to where they walk you through making a plan for being prepared for various types of disasters. And it includes consideration of who is who is in your family, what are their needs, you know, where do you live, all that kind of good stuff. And then there's an emergency plan for parents, all kinds of communication guides stuff, tips on emergency alerts and warnings. It's very cool. All right, I'll stop talking about it now. Well, you no, know, it's okay. You can. It's really neat. There's just cool. tons of information just, here. This is the thing that we were just talking about. So <laughs> Denise wanted y'all to see that. Beer safe. B-I-E-R safe. Beer safe. Underground beer cooler. Well, that that's the best place. You know, this, That's why they have cellars. Because it stays And it's got fake grass on top that's of right. it. That's right. So it blends in exactly. with your lawn. And no one will ever know it's there. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> sad. <laughs> it only holds four. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, there's a flaw to this design. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. It's that's got multiple levels. Tall <laughs> and wing. Funny. Love it. I'm like, it, it holds more than four. <laughs> See, that's a problem in my yard because you draw, you go down like 18 inches to two feet, solid rock. Well, sure. I think those are meant for elsewhere, not for here where you got bedrock four <laughs> inches down. <laughs> I plan for it. I figure it out. I don't know. I'll be out there with go. my crowbar. <laughs> no, you're you're right, Pat. This is a really cool. So the whole thing with about a lot of resources. Stuff there. Yeah. the power outages that they uh-huh. talk about are things that we don't really think about. Um, so retail businesses, closed grocery stores, gas stations, ATMs, banks, and other services. But thinking about food spoilage. Mm-hmm. Water contamination, mm-hmm. people with medical devices, right? Um, 
And all of those were considerations after Harvey down mm-hmm. in the Houston area last year. Mm-hmm. You know, people would were told, don't get out into the water. Even if your home is safe, don't try to get out and walk through the water because it's contaminated. Mm-hmm. You wow. can pick up all kinds of diseases or there might be live electrical wires hanging mm-hmm. in it. So mm-hmm. You know, have electrical shock, all kinds of stuff. Um, several years ago, our power went out, and what happened is somebody had um, hit the power pole mm-hmm. coming off the highway, and it was down for like, it was over 18 hours. It was really long wow. time. Wow. So, uh, we came outside to, uh, I wanted coffee, and I had to get my little camp stove. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you, it took forever and a day for that water to boil. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. My little Keurig with... <laughs> My 30-second coffee. Because <laughs> it was cold outside, and it just took a lot longer. Mm. So It always takes me a minute. I'm like, why do you need electricity for that? All of our stuff is gas-powered. Like my stove and stuff like that. Really? So it would all still work. <laughs> That's cool. Well. There's no electrical yeah. connection with it at all. Except for that clock. <laughs> <laughs> If I have to put something in the oven and I have to time it, I mean, I guess I'm just going to do it the old-fashioned way. (laughs) And your starter, right? You'd have to start it with a match. I have to start it with a match, yeah. All right. Party at Denise's if the power goes out. I'm like, we're all coming to Denise's house. (laughs) Right. Why can't you turn on your stove? And they're like, oh, wait, the electric, she probably has an electric stove. (laughs) Yeah, there's that, Denise. But then you have to worry about the whole um, gas issues that they've been having with the mm-hmm. not the pipes that were leaking and explosions and that kind of stuff. All right. So have we decided anything about natural disasters? Oh, I didn't know we were trying to decide right. anything. It's like they all sound awful. Yes. It sounds well, like an awful time. I think we decided we can't prevent them. <laughs> I think that is probably true. Yes. Yes. You can be prepared, but So I think more of a and this is kind of a man-made disaster, but like down here because we have so many people moving in and the water could be shortage. What do y'all think about that? Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Really? They were definitely talking about it in the Plano-McKinney area a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But then with so many people just moving in everywhere, I think that there's more of a drain on the well, I water think, systems. I think that extended period of drought we had mm-hmm. was really causing a lot of concern. Yes. Mm-hmm. But after the last couple of years, all of our all of our lakes, all of our water sources are way beyond capacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as they can be. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that that's quite the concern it was for a while. But we had like five years, I think, of, of drought conditions Maybe longer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't I, I think I remember hearing about that, and I think that like for for water, I mean, there always there's always going to need to be solutions solutions in place mm-hmm. in this area just because it has the potential to have have issues, even if we're not having mm-hmm. issues right now. So, yeah. do the aquifers refill? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. They do. Just like that demonstration they did in that little truck. I didn't go out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was busy. So tell me what happened. They showed about how, like, how you know, the the water, what is it, the water table or whatever, uh-huh. how it rains and the rain, the rainwater pools, and then it eventually goes down and refills the... And then, and then you're there. He talked. They talked about how, like, if your well is up here and your neighbor's well is here, then you can like suck up all the water, and then your neighbor doesn't get any water. Oh, like if you're next to, if you're next to your neighbor and their well is downhill from yours or whatever. Oh. Do you know that that's an issue in in Colorado? Yeah, there was a big deal. I don't know if you've heard with this with family up there that um, you can't collect rainwater. What? what? Because the you're taking it from the people who <sighs> live downhill from you. So you can't even like collect a barrel or anything. No, you're not supposed to collect anything. Wow. And I don't know exactly like which region or if it's all of Colorado or exactly what, but yeah, there was a big deal several years ago that you couldn't do that. That's wild. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Don't take my water. <laughs> That is really interesting. I'm just full of trivia today, aren't I? Full of. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All well. Right. <laughs> I have no proof on anything we I'm could, saying. We oh, can put random. this in our next general trivia, and then if you listen to this episode, you'll know the answers. Yeah, we've oh, tried that right. before, and nobody knew the answers. Knew the answers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I got all grumpy about it, too. Yeah, they did. How would we know that? Well, you could listen to our um, podcast. Yeah, it's free information out there. So, ready.gov also has gives us access to some free publications we can write for. So, we're going to order some free materials for people to Ooh. be able to pick up here at our library about preparedness, developing a family emergency plan, and just general good information about being prepared for natural disasters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. We do have some books here, too. Yes, we do. And they're right there on the table. And what are they, Denise? <laughs> <laughs> so this one I just liked because it's the survival guide, what to do in a biological, chemical, or nuclear emergency, even though it's not like a natural disaster. That sounds all very man-made. But... We do have it. Just in case, how to be self-sufficient when the unexpected happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, turn it over. Read that. Don't be scared. Be prepared. There yep. you go. Don't be scared. Be prepared. The Outdoor Survival Handbook, step-by-step, step-by-step bushcraft skills. Which could come in very handy if you don't have any power. Mm-hmm. That's right. Even if it's in your backyard. Yeah. That's true. We've got a big patch of wooded area behind our house. (laughs) (laughs) So you can survive. Yeah. Go bushcrafting, Chris. That's right. The Encyclopedia of Survival Techniques. It's got a nice little snake on the cover there. And there was others, but those are just the ones I pulled. I I know we have at least like one SAS type manual survival guide or whatever yes things like that so yeah we've got it we got stuff yeah i'm sorry (laughs) you just made me think of um polar express (laughs) the polar express there's a whole 
spread here about building a desert shelter. I, it's it's called a hole in the ground. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but they show you how to do it. Holes <laughs> and green lake. You know all about that. But they built it into the side of the ground. <laughs> so the side. I don't of know. The I mean. No, it's just a hole in the ground. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess if you dig it deep enough, then you'll always have shade. Mm-hmm. So, and it's in the ground, so it'll be cooler down there. And probably boring, too. <laughs> yes, you're in a hole in the ground. Take a book. <laughs> Read a book, y'all. Because just... it wasn't like a big hole, either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looked like it was big enough for him to fit in. It was like a six by two or something like <laughs> yeah. that. That's about mm-hmm. it. Building a fire for cooking. Using hot rocks for cooking. Oh. Ooh. Works so much better than cold ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Cooking food in a covered, covered pot. pit. A pit. Is that what it says? Yeah, yes. Covered pit. Pit. <laughs> I was turning the page. Pit. <laughs> and my brain just filled in the rest of that. I was like, nah, don't care. Water, that's important. It is, yes, the importance of water so good what is Ooh, it? finding safe water yeah that's important that's i think more important so that reminds me about this organization called shelter box and they put together these big old crates that are kits for people who have experienced natural disasters pretty much um, they sent shelter boxes to Haiti. They've been, I mean, they've been all over the world. And what it includes is a tent that's big enough for a family of six. Hmm. So it's got an outer tent and then an inner kind of lining with a floor. Um, it includes usually a water filtration, just a very basic water filtration system. It usually includes um, a solar lamp kind of thing. Um, depending on where it is, they might include some things for cold weather. They might include some things for, you know, hotter weather, that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes they include school supplies for kids, depending on, you know, what the family needs. And so it's a, it's a, the whole idea is that they put together this, this kit of supplies and then they have response teams who actually take care of shipping it all out there. They're, they're there when it arrives to make sure it gets through customs, to, to get it where it needs to go, to show people how to set it up, how to work everything, um, make sure that people have the basics that they need. And um, it's intended to be used for about six months, so it's really intended as temporary housing. Mm-hmm. But the last time I talked to somebody from Shelterbox, they said that um, there were still people in Haiti living in their shelter box tents wow. down there wow. after that what, what was that that's years ago yeah. four years ago now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a long time but it's a really cool thing and it's about a thousand dollars for each one and that of course includes all the materials getting it where it's going and helping get people there to to make sure that people you know, know what to do with it, know what it's for, and then to also just assist them with mm-hmm. what they need when they're there. And they're also putting together, this is kind of a new thing for them, that they're putting together um, 
uh, repair kit kind of thing. So it's not the full-blown shelter box. It's like for areas where um, your house isn't gone, but there's a hole in the roof or the windows were blown out or something like mm -hmm. that where, where they send supplies just to help you get your house back into living conditions so you can get back into it. So... It, you know, instead of setting you up in some temporary shelter mm -hmm. in a tent, they're helping you get your house back to being livable. Mm. So anyway, it's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, there's a they were started in the UK, but there's a shelter box USA where you can you can donate. You can, I mean, it takes a it's a big deal to go through their training to be yeah. on a response team. Mm -hmm. um, the couple of people I know are fire are firefighters. Oh, cool. Who are part of that? So, hmm. yeah, it's a really cool program, Shelterbox USA. Shelterbox, hmm. right on. Mm -hmm. we, I think we're. I think that we have discussed everything we know. Everything that we are going to discuss <laughs> today. That I will agree with. <laughs> it. Uh, are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, this episode has not been. A disaster. Uh. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, it has been the Long Overdue Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>